How did Gymshark win 2020? Consumer research. They worked with a test to learn more about their audience's changing habits, then pivoted their business to meet those needs. Visit askatest.com and use fast, accurate consumer research to get ahead. It's growth without guesswork. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. It is Friday. I'm Eric Dick and today we have an amazing conversation uh, around our Pilot House copywriting and email teams. We have Pilot House copywriter Alora Bossi returning to the podcast as well as email campaign manager Graham Batty to discuss personalized copy for email flows as well as campaigns. Uh, and then we're also we have a few thoughts on where AI copy bots might be useful and where they're not. To start with Graham, could you outline a little bit about how our email team and our copywriting team work together in perfect harmony? Of course. Uh, me and Alora work together almost on a daily basis at this point. We've been collaborating on a ton of the email campaigns that go out on our side. Uh, it really has become a process where uh, we work together and we make just the, the best emails that we can based off of the amount of details that I can provide to Laura and how she can just create this messaging to our customers based off of the specific segmentations that we're looking to send to during our campaigns. I love it. I, yeah. What were you going to say, Laura? No, I'm just agreeing. Like we've worked really hard to get it down to a science where we're able to pump out, you know, so many emails per day, per week. Um, and they're just getting better and better. Um, we're starting to really nail it with our audiences and, and our tone across every brand, but it's taken a lot of work to, to get to this point. So <laughs> we're happy to uh, share. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm always interested, you know, we, we obviously run a lot of emails and there's a real temptation. I feel like when you're on the tools to just write the campaigns yourself sometimes, or, you know, to, to just bang them out and get them done, get them into the sequences. Uh, and I know, I, I know in the early days of the Pilot House email team, that may have been the case, but just talk about the benefits of, of using a pro copywriter. Yeah, I think even when, uh, when I started on the email team a ways back, uh, me and Julian, we'd try to take on a lot of copywriting ourselves, but it would just take us so long to get it done. And it just became such a better use of everyone's time if we were able to take our ideas and give them to someone like Alora, who she knows the brand voices and she knows how to speak to it so much better. And she just has the experience. So it's really uh, been able to expedite process. And I'm pretty sure even with us working together for so long now that sometimes our, our requests for copy and how we want to have a campaign laid out, or the time that it takes to complete now is just so much shorter on both of our ends uh, now that we've had this process going for so long. Nice. Mm -hmm. Even those like, very, very important subject and preview lines. Like he'll come to me and he'll be like, can you get me like a bunch of subjects and, and previews for this email? I can't think of them. And like, he'll like come back with like a mind blown emoji because it doesn't take us long at all to get those. And they're so important. Like I can't stress it enough. Most people, myself included, the first thing I do is check email every single morning. I'm mostly deleting through 
I don't even open most of my emails, right? Unless it has just, I know that there's something in it for me. If I open this email, it's not going to waste my time. You know, it's, it's a huge benefit. So we're really trying to express that in the tiny little lines. So it, it's just been super important. And a big part of it is obviously delivering messages to people based on the actions that they take uh, in their customer experience. Can we? T- and I think that's really where this partnership has really flourished, where uh, you know the email team is really articulating all the different sort of intent-based signals, all the different potential uh, options we have for dynamic messaging, and then giving that information to you, Alora, allowing you to speak in the brand voice to the specific uh, signals that that we may have pulled. Graham, can you talk a little bit about some of the the signals that we like to that qualify for dynamic messaging within flows definitely so any any user on site there's many actions that they can take that will uh, put them into a new flow and give us the information to know where they're going to be heading and then we're able to message them differently so for example we have stuff like product viewed or site abandonment or cart abandonment and so to explain a little bit more, even just product viewed, they've been on a page, they've been checking out that product, but they don't add to cart or they don't uh, check out with that. And even for when they do add to cart, this is where those different actions, it'll give us the signal on the email side and it'll put them into a certain flow. And so for example, say they were really interested in one product and they left site, didn't add it to cart or anything. They've now entered our product event abandonment flow And this is where, depending on which URL they came on from which product, that's where we can tailor the messaging. And that's really where the copy, I think, comes in because we then know what they're interested in so we can know how to message them. Exactly. And it's really about that customer service at that point. Like, you're not just emailing them to email them, right? You're emailing them because you're the customer service representative. They were looking at a product for some reason they didn't purchase it. So what happened there? You know, what, was there an issue? Do they need to talk to a customer service team? Um, Was there something to do with the price? Can we give them a quick and dirty discount, you know, to just seal the deal? Um, I was just talking to you guys earlier that, you know, in 2021, $18 billion are lost in site abandonment flow. So, People are putting things in their cart. They're, for some reason, they're leaving them in there and that's billions of dollars sitting there. And if you don't follow through and check in with that customer um, in language that they're going to respond to, then you know, you're missing out on just tons of money. And I guess you always need to make sure you're sending messages based on the action, the last action they take. So if they viewed, if they viewed a product, they added to cart, they abandon their cart. You're not sending them emails based on all three of those activities. You're sending them based on the thing that they sort of, that they do right before purchase. Is that right? Exactly. It'll, it'll be the last thing going on because if they've, you know, they're already almost there. If they've added to cart and abandon, you don't want to say, Hey, you were looking at this. No, you want to message them and say, Hey, you were going to buy this kind of the, the language changes depending on how far along in that journey they are. And really just being able to speak to them based on where they are in the journey, because that that is really where you're able to make that messaging so much more relevant. And that's what in the end is going to help your conversions is that you're going to be speaking to people with the most relevant thing to them. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, Harry's Shave Club that I sent you guys that they have an amazing one for that, where um, 
you've abandoned your cart and then they send you this email and they use this like cute bear mascot like crying and it's like you know he loves new friends he wants you to join our club this is why you should um, dip your toes into the waters with all these people who love our service and they're really coming at you with that emotional appeal you know you're missing out on being a part of this amazing club this experience um, this community if you're not going to finish your purchase and I think that that's you know where excellent copywriting comes in very cool. And, and just on uh, like product view, what kind of messages are you saying to people that just view a product uh, and, and don't go any further than that? Is it just sort of talking about those product benefits? Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure if you want to touch on that a bit, Laura, but I think it is really just speaking to them as relevant as you can and kind of, you can even give them a question sometimes and ask them why, or if there's any more information they need to know, because I feel like if they haven't made it to the carding section of it yet they're definitely still a little unsure on the product at that point mm -hmm. and it can be a little cheeky too like oh did you like what you saw you know yeah. <laughs> we saw that you were checking you we saw that you were checking us out and um we had this debate where we're like oh is this creepy you know we we know that they looked at this product um but like should we make it clear that we know that they were looking at this product and the answer is Yes, it's still about customer service. It's still reminding people, people have busy lives. It could be any number of reasons why they just looked and didn't purchase. Maybe they're still weighing their options and they're like price searching or they're comparing it to another product. So that's a really good moment for you to come in with the benefits and what sets you apart from your competitors. Um, any UGC you have is always excellent to include. I wanted to ask on a, on a campaign that you've been working on for a while, because I know there's a, a bunch of different sort of campaigns, different products that you've been working on with this sort of um, style that you've got or this, this project style. How many different customized flows are you actually creating during, for, for say one customer experience? Uh, we, can, we can have many. I don't even know if it's uh, easy to put a number on it. Uh, a, a really cool thing that we are able to do based on that uh, customer action is on something like a, a product abandonment or a view abandonment is that depending on the product that they've looked at, we can put that content earlier in the flow. So the first email in the flow is more about that product that they were looking for. And there are other emails that follow because it's all one flow where depending on which product they were looking at, it puts that content higher up, but then they will still get to see some other content from others. It just really depends on what their action was and what the content they're looking for is because then we're able to put it on our side, higher up or lower up in that uh, journey for them. So that really you hit them with that stuff that they're looking for first. Nice. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about your highest value customers because you can obviously, um, you know, you can segment people and message them dynamically based on the actions they take on your site. But give me an example of a dynamic flow used uh, to really maximize the value of your already most valuable customers. Yeah, so I would say one of the best things that we can do is probably implement a referral type program and message people on that referral basis because we have some some of those customers that are in the referral status, yes, anyone can join, but the people who want to join are generally some of your highest engaged people. They've bought multiple times, they're engaging with the email content, they're reading things. And so it's a really great way to engage them even further. 
And one thing that you can do is set up your referral program. And when we want to message them like that, we'll end up sending one of our general campaigns, but we can segment out our people in the referral program. And then we're sending them a message to share their referral link as opposed to giving them one of those discounts that we're aiming at just a zero time purchaser who maybe that discount initially is going to someone who we want to get in the door. We want them to make that first purchase. Whereas we know someone who's been in the referral program and who are deep in, they are already part of the brand. They're into it. And so we really want to use their love and appreciation for the brand to expand out. And I think that's where Laura is able to write some really good copy in order to message them properly with that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as you're saying, they want to share this amazing thing that they've found with their family and friends. Meal subscription service boxes, they use that all the time. You know, you can give a free box to your family and friends. And if they use it, then you get a free box too. It just, you know, it makes them brand loyal. It just reassures them that you've got our back. We've got your back. It's a mutual relationship. Um, so, you know, we love you and we're going to love whoever you bring to us too. And we'll take care of them too. So it's just showing them that it's going to benefit them uh, to stay in a relationship with our brand. I, I imagine just as a writer, it must, because I know, you know, if you're writing a sales page, you got one shot, you, you know, you've got to incorporate all these different hooks and different, you know, there's different structures, but you've got, you've got to, so you've got that one opportunity to engage them on all sorts of different fronts. But when you're breaking down your communications like this, you, you know, you have a very clear bit of data about them with every one of these messages that you're crafting. I bet that really gives you an edge as a copywriter to allow you, like, I'm just even thinking of referrals. Like these are your, you know, you're going to use your unvarnished brand voice there. Cause you know, these are the people that are most bought in on your brand. Like how much does it help to have these very pointed data signals to, to, you know, to, as the foundation of what you're writing. Oh my gosh. It's hugely important to know exactly who you're writing to because you have 150 to 200 characters, <laughs> you know, exactly. that's such a small amount of copy. People aren't going to read more than that. So you have just like pretty much a little more than a paragraph to, to make your, to make your sale, to pitch what you're wanting to pitch, to give them the benefits. Um, so it's just as pointed as possible. Um, you have to know everything about them. You have to know their, their psychographics, demographics as much as you possibly can in order to do that in that short little amount of text. And meet them where they're at in the moment exactly. that they're at with, yeah, with, with, with text that helps them out. So very cool. Now let's talk. This is Mother's. This will go live on the weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, happy Mother's Day out there to, to all the mothers listening. Um, let's talk a little bit about the collaboration that, that you two did uh, around one of our campaigns for Mother's Day. Yeah, so uh, we, we've implemented a new strategy for uh, a few of our clients on our Mother's Day campaigns this year. Uh, we took inspiration from Etsy, actually. They were the first brand that we saw do this. And so what they've started doing and what we just thought was an amazing idea is uh, providing an opt-out email for Mother's Day. And that's not opting your users off of email communications. This is just for Mother's Day, giving them the option that, hey, if there's someone who's not that interested in Mother's Day communications, we send them an email prior to our main campaigning. And it's saying, hey, we really appreciate you, but we know it's a tough time because you know, some people have lost their mothers or they don't have that relationship with their mothers anymore. And they don't want to get hit with a bunch of emails for Mother's Day on that topic. So 
we send them a super nice lightweight email. A lawyer can touch on the copy, but it basically just gives them the option to say, no, I don't want to see these. And then on the email side, we're able to segment them out really easily and just exclude them from all the further sends. And I think that this has been just a, it's, it's such a good thing for brand voice. And it's just, it really does show the caring because I would appreciate that too. If I was someone it's, I think it's just an awesome move. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's brilliant. And I think it was Etsy that was one of the first to do it. And you can even see, if you look it up, there's like whole reddits, um, saying how much they appreciated that and how, you know, this, this really touched me because I don't have a relationship with my mother and, and Etsy heard me in that they're taking care of me. So now I'm going to continue to give them my business. Um, I think it's just so important to, uh, be sensitive to things like this, you know, um, and it works it, on all sides. It works. It, it works because you know, if it's going out to everyone to start with, even if you have a great relationship with your mom, it just makes you think, whoa, this brand is sensitive. This, this yes. brand is, is the, you know, even if it doesn't affect you necessarily, it just gives you a, a really great look into the brand. Exactly. It, and the brand that we tried this out with was a women's health brand. So we really wanted to emphasize, we care so much about your health from head to toe that we want to make sure that you're going to be okay, um, you know, going into this sensitive time. So do you want to mute these emails? We hear you loud and clear. You'll still get our discounts, our offers, our tidbits on health without the Mother's Day messaging. All you have to do is click this button. We'll take care of the rest and we'll take care of you from there. Do you have like an approximate opt-out rate? Were there a lot of people who did opt out from that? Uh, the numbers so far, it's still coming in. We've only sent our, a few of these yesterday. And so the number's fairly low. It's in the low hundreds so far. But even if that's a, a hundred or so out of a list of a few thousand or more up to 10,000, it's like even just those few hundred, that, that's valuable. And I think that that's really where it is not a lot of work for us to implement a strategy like this and just to, to really show, take that extra step. And it's, 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 you know, most of what you do in terms of dynamic offerings are to offer more to say, offer, okay, this you're special because of this, or you're, this is, this is like a reverse, you know, a, a reverse benefit in, in a way, right. You're actually, you're having, you're giving less is more in this case. Mm -hmm. And it yeah, kind of exactly. opens up that idea for other, you know, there may be other opportunities in, in the way you segment your emails to, to consider that as well. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Totally. Nice. Okay. So now the big question we're all wondering, you know, how many of our jobs is AI going to take? Uh, and, you know, obviously we, we've all kind of probably played a, around a little bit with, uh, with AI copywriting tools. Um, I was just looking, reading into, um, Elon Musk's open AI software. Uh, Alana, you had some, some, some uh, consensus that you've reached with some of your writer buddies about, about the nature of AI and whether it's going to steal your job anytime soon. Yeah, so I'm on a few uh, writers groups on Facebook, and this was a hot topic recently. You always get uh, a writer come in and be like, oh my god, is this going to take our jobs? Is, you know, copywriting going to be null in a few years? Um, and then those of us who have actually tried it are kind of like, no, no, you just don't, you, you don't really know what it is at, um, at this stage. So I think it's going to be a powerful tool. It is and will continue to be, but for specific purposes, um, it's never going to replace the amount of research that goes into the copy that we do. Um, it basically 
if you need to be a passable writer, um, this is for you. Or if you're completely stuck for ideas um, and you need to get rid of that writer's block, this might help. Um, if you can't afford a copywriter, maybe this is going to be able to give you what you need for short form copy, like maybe headlines, uh, product descriptions, um, you know, just little snippets of copy, uh, maybe some ads. And, you know, it kind of gives you this cheat sheet to take it from there. Like um, what I found, it makes some silly mistakes still right now where it makes bold claims about your brand just based on what you put in and the, like you can put in key uh, keywords about your brand and things like that. It'll just make like a random bold claim, like using what you've given. Um, but I'm like, ooh, that's actually not true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't say that. So, but it did give me, a, you know, a couple ideas because it's all original copy. Um, and when you write so much, you want to keep maintaining that freshness, making sure that all your copy um, is new. And that does help because it's formulating this brand new line that doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, but I just found, you know, it, it is helpful. It's a helpful tool to use. Um, but will it replace uh, experienced copywriters and the amount of just sheer knowledge and work that goes into it? I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It's, it's interesting. There's, it's like, there's, there's three sort of positions on, you know, whether you're talking about AI, that's going to take over the world or take your job or whatever. There's sort of like, okay, it's, it's going to, it's not going to amount to anything. It's going to take over all of our jobs, or we're going to find a way to use it as a tool. And to me, like, I, I think as a writer, one of the, one of the hardest things can sometimes be like the, the tyranny of the blank page and just staring, you know, having to create everything from scratch. So often when, when I'm writing stuff, it's when, you know, uh, members of my team or stuff have, have kind of thrown ideas down and I'm kind of coming in over the top and, and kind of moving it around. So I, I imagine that, that the AI copywriting could be, could be good to just to, to get something on the page and then really, you know, dive in and, and fix it yourself. Exactly. And like product descriptions, that's another good example where this could come into play because it, you know, it's pretty no, pretty much no BS at that point for a product description. Um, you, you're not putting in a whole lot of uh, frills and razzle dazzle into that. So that's a good tool to use. Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, if you don't know where to start, you can't afford a copywriter. Um, you're not too sure that you're really strong with your English skills or something like that, then I think that this is a good tool. Um, I, the one that I used was free. Uh, so you know, that, that, is, that is helpful for people who don't have years and years of experience behind them uh, to come into copywriting. I love it. Graham, I'm theorizing, you know, you, you two are working on this process for uh, creating dynamic flows, dynamic messaging. Um, if you can get into a software tool, add a little AI, you, you know, you might, you might find yourself out of a job as well if you, if, if you do it good enough. Hey, hopefully not. Don't want to see myself out of the job, but always into testing out new technology. And that's even something that could be very interesting to test on our end is we have a campaign coming up where we want to do one version that's completely lore written and then one version that's AI written and you kind of see because it also depends on what the audience is and how the audience responds because one brand's audience is way different than another so always open for that kind of testing. 
Alora yeah, versus the machine. Uh, we'll definitely have to I come think back. Alora wins. Alora wins every it. time. No, but I mean, with emails especially, one of the key like things to writing an email is that you want it to sound like it's coming from an actual person, yes. or else people will think it's spam, or you know, they're just not going to be engaged with it. So. It's interesting to see AI used for things like that because it's not coming from a person at all. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I, I would just be careful about taking the humanity out of, out of everything. Uh, there's something to be said for, you know, a personalized experience that is pretty much a heart to heart, that, that customer service that we've been talking about. Um, you know, I think you can look at it this way. Will all customer service people be replaced with machines can we even do that i don't know well let's leave it on that winsome note i i don't think any of us are in jeopardy anytime soon let's continue to strive to the vision where ai aids us in our jobs uh and leaves us with more free time to sit margaritas on the beach like we should hopefully <laughs> be doing this weekend absolutely I love that yeah Cheers. work work smarter not harder exactly Thanks, everyone. Catch up with you soon. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Take care. Bye.